So I'm so happy and excited that you you agreed to do this, Anthony. I'm excited to have witnessed some of your success. Haven't seen you from the ground floor, right? Yeah. You got your first level built, and now you're just basically building your Empire State Building, right? Fair enough. Yeah, we're gonna build this thing up. Welcome to Credit Alchemy, a podcast that's going to help you finally get your shit together so you can transform your credit, your money, and your mindset. Hosted by Michelle Mitchell, the credit alchemist, and Karen Beckles, a.k.a. the gatekeeper. They're two credit specialists based out of Oakland, California, and they're changing people's lives every single day. You ready to make that change? Oh, here you go. Okay. Who's that on the front of your shirt, Michelle? The sexy business owner. A sexy business owner. Wow. Oh, that's Drizzy Drake? I thought it was Barack Obama contemplating. I was unsure. Is this Drake going, oh, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. Do you love me? That's what he's doing. Yeah. Are we riding? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know what? Neva, Neva and I, were, we were going to do that challenge. And then I started overthinking it. So she was like, never mind. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I wanted to, because you know, your fam, I want to play, play a little bit of our music. We do a little dance. And yesterday our guest, uh, <laughs> he said he had some shorts on. I don't think he had shorts on at all. I don't know. I kind of think he did. I think he had his drawers on, okay? Oh, yeah. Boxer Boxer shorts. Yeah, I agree. What you got on, huh? Basketball shorts, black okay. basketball shorts. Thank you, Lord, I don't have any yeah. playing around yeah. here. Can't be out there um, hanging and swinging around the natives. <laughs> right. Natives. Right. My name is Michelle. I'm the credit alchemist. I have Karen Beckles here. I call her KB, the gatekeeper. And we have a very, very special uh, guest, dear to our hearts, because he is a friend. Um, his name is Anthony Lowe Jr. And in this episode, Anthony's going to talk about how he leveraged his credit to basically open his business. And my God, I mean, it's been very, very successful. He's actually opening another one. Father of four. Mm -hmm. I was from New Orleans, Louisiana. So you're, you're a father, and that is obviously very important to you. Would you say that everything you're doing right now is to kind of build a legacy for them? It's all about family. That, that was uh, the step from, from day one. I remember... Initially, um, speaking to Karen about my credit, you guys did a credit check, and I believe it was already at like 720, but me being the, uh, the gangster nerd that I am, I wanted it to be as high as it can be. And Karen kind of looked at me like, I was wondering when he was going to wake up and see if you can do more with this. So um, I was able to get a bunch of credit cards in my name. And so at that point, I'm, I'm not really understanding what I can do with this. Most people get credit cards, and they, they max them out on a bunch of... Um, Things like clothes, jewelry, trips, um, items, nothing to, to make their money work for them. Um, I had a, a pretty good barber in my life and ended up becoming a business partner, Carl Jackson, and uh, he wasn't happy with the situation that he was in, so we decided to max those credit cards out on a business. And we formed Levels Barber and Shop. Our first one is at 2110 Addison Street in Berkeley, California. We're going to um, put another one in Old Oakland. For me, spirituality is everything, so I take that time to meditate and uh, seek guidance from the creator. I follow the flow of energy. I mean, the duality of it, positive and negative. Um, I just decide to follow that positive path, and we did it, and we've now maxed out the barbershop. We have 10 barbers with 10 chairs, um, and it's doing very, very well, so much so that 
um, going into Oakland, the guys that own uh, two square blocks, they've heard of the shop in Berkeley, heard great things about it and how well the services work and uh, how professional the barbers are. And so they, they did ask us to, to be in that location. So um, things are turning out very well. <clears throat> That's me. great. That's great. How did you and Carl meet? Did he come in with credit as well? Or did, did he have an expertise? Or what was the deal? How I met Carl Jackson. <laughs> I, I'm active duty Air Force. I was assigned to Detachment 85 at Berkeley and, uh, at Cal University. Right. So I'm looking for a barber. Um, first week that I get there, I run into this guy named uh, G-Man. His real name is Gary. Very personal person, very uh, knowledgeable barber, older guy. He says, what are you looking for? I said, just a, a light taper, you know, somebody that can cut waves. And he's like, man, with your type of hair, he said, call it, do it. Stay right here. And when he comes in, you'll be the first person. Then I see this young, at the time, I think Carl now is 28. And I think at that time, he was maybe 25, 24, 25. So I see this hella swagged out, West Coast, young gun. He's really mastered his, his craft of being a barber. So he walks in and um, things just kind of click from there. Um, he would often come to me, you know, for a little bit of insight, not necessarily advice, but insight on certain things. And he's like, I just feel that you have a lot of knowledge and a lot of experience with the uh, age gap between us. And so he never shunned any of my words. And um, I'm not one to, to look at someone and, and not think that I can learn from them based on the schism, which is age. And so I've learned from him as well. And things just took off that way. Uh, um, he bounced around to different locations with his personality, with his knowledge of the barbering business. It didn't make any sense for him to just be a barber. I mean, I think that he had the potential to, to own a shop and, in fact, own several shops. And we decided to go. Once I received the, the funding or the, the credit cards, and uh, mm -hmm. I was actually in your shop. Mm -hmm. And I called him and said, hey, man, look, you still want to do this barber shop? And he thought I was BSing him. And so... Um, he looked for a spot, uh, prayed and meditated on it, and the spot came open uh, with Mr. Frank Chang, and he didn't want to deal with anybody but us. So we uh, went into there, we renovated, and he built everything from the ground up with that one. Yeah, I remember so that, that. He did an awesome job. Right. He didn't come in with any, with any uh, collateral or any credit or any capital. So he came in solely with uh, knowledge. Mm -hmm. And with the other shops that I've seen him at, he had contributed a great deal with knowledge to those shops with uh, ideas on how to build it, how to market it, but he wasn't receiving the pay. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I look at it like the body, a body without the brain is just a shell. So I wanted to pay for the brain. So mm -hmm. making him a partner was a no brainer. And now we're a uh, 60, 40 split on a 10 man shop. Great. So how much credit did you initially get, uh, you know, in your first, in your first round of credit? Uh... 60,000. Okay. When you, Actually, did, were you able to get any of the cash off in order to, to, to do all the things you needed to do to open the barbershop, or did you just use it straight as credit? And did you have like uh, checks you wrote out from that credit from the credit cards? What did you do? Okay, I didn't take any cash advances. Uh, when you take cash advances off the cards, it's a higher interest rate. Mm -hmm. uh, so I didn't want to go that route. I wanted to actually utilize every cent of the money that was given to me towards the business. So initially, like to put a, a down payment to rent the shop, we wrote a check uh, with, with some of the cars, certain checks came in if you wanted to uh, transfer debt over to those cars or whatever. So we wrote checks for that. And uh, also we, we just swiped whenever we went to different places that, that had the material that we needed. If we had to go online, we just use the cars online. You're listening to Credit Alchemy, brought to you by 760 Credit the number one credit repair company in California. Say, but before we get into like the use of the business credit, what I'd like to know is 
I remember, you know, because we all do know each other and we're friends, that you had uh, maybe a time frame of five years in the future, right? So do you believe that you reached your goal of being a business owner with the use of business credit uh, a little faster than you would have, uh, I guess, more organically? I go with the flow of energy. I go with positivity. When it's aligning with the universe, it's seamless. It's effortless. It isn't as difficult as people make it out to be. Just as much as I called and I spoke into existence, hey, we'd like to have a, another shop by 2018, 1 September, when school actually uh, really gets into the flow for the college students. And uh, we spoke that, we put that into the universe, and it came to us. You know what I mean? All we had to do was continue to be patient. The people found us, and all we had to do had to do from there was reach out and grab what was ours. Um, so Anthony, I think the question is, is mm -hmm. would, would you think that you, would you have been able to open that barbershop, be, you know, without having gotten the credit that you got? Not in the fashion that we did. Right. Okay. Not with the quality that, that's built in. We could have made a, any old run of the mill down the street barbershop, uh, folding chairs and just people in there cutting, but we knew what we wanted to present. And I don't think it would have been possible without um, establishing that, uh, business but credit give us an idea of what your shop actually looks like it, it's uh it kind of upscale does it feel upscale in there um i mean i've been there i just want you to describe yeah. it <laughs> okay I, it's weird because i can't really describe it. it it's more than i would have imagined it would have been i told carl i wanted a lot of clean lines more or less a uh, modern feel mm -hmm. um it does have it's, it's, it's an upscale shop um dark hardwood floors uh kind of grayish walls. We have the modern painting. We have artists that come and display their art there. Um, Don't you have like a, 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 a projection? A pro yeah, we have a, a projector. projector. Yeah. yeah. You guys, um, projector in there. We show the latest videos. We put on all the, the Warriors games, the, the Raiders games, the 49ers games. So anything that's going on in the Bay Area, we project it out there. Yeah, great idea. I, I would love for wow. people, to, people to come and visit if they're out in the, in the Bay Area in Berkeley. It's uh, 2110 Addison Street. Yeah. So next time you're up here, maybe we can do a little video, a short one, and uh, where we just kind of walk in and kind of follow you through. You give us a tour, and then we can put it up for the viewers later. Um, that would be amazing. But if you had, uh, if you wanted to do it anytime sooner, I'd like for Carl to kind of get some of that, uh, oh. some of that going because he, as I said, he built it from the ground up, so he can tell you what's going on in every nook and cranny of the shop. So okay. uh, just let me know. I can talk to him. And uh, I did mention that, we, that I was going to do a podcast that you may want to speak to him, and he said he's game. So. Okay. I, I actually think that's a great idea, especially after, like you said, the barbershop is so nicely designed uh, mm -hmm. with your ideas and, and, and the work that he put into it. To have that dream and that vision and the availability of the business credit to purchase exactly what you want, that place looks amazing. The yeah. feel of it is absolute. Oh, God, you can feel the energy of the wood. and the, Yes. You, you can feel the wood. Oh, okay. That's awesome. <laughs> You know, and, to, and I, I think it would be great to talk to Carl and, you know, to, to go to the shop to see what the business credit allowed you to be able to do with, to put your dream out there, to really bring it to fruition. It's a beautiful shop. It's awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there, there are two, if, if for, for you listeners out there, there are two kinds of business credit out there. There's, there's a credit that you can get um, where you're actually leveraging your personal, you're, you're actually giving it a personal guarantee um, which means that you're going to use your social security number. Um, and there's also business credit where you can build it uh, organically with an EIN. Now, the, the quickest way to get funding is, is if you have really good credit, 
then you can go ahead and get like uh, like Anthony did with his pristine credit was able to get sixty thousand dollars right out the gate. The other option is if your credit's not so wonderful and you want to have a business, you can build business credit from scratch, and in six to nine months have have you know tens of thousands of dollars worth of business credit based on just your EIN, which is really powerful. Because Anthony. You can uh, talk a little bit about it, but there were some struggles like with any business. It doesn't happen very often that someone can start a business and in a year or two looking for another business. But like all businesses, there were some slow times and then usually in the beginning where I'm sure we're nervous. You know, you were coming out of pocket. And can you talk a little about that, too? Because as great as it is to know that someone succeeds, they got to know where they got it, where, where you came from, too. You know, so you got the credit, you maxed them out. You got this gorgeous barbershop and you're ready to go. And so what happened after that? Okay, well, first off, the shop was 1,400 square feet and uh, just the baseline for rent was 4,200 bucks. We started to open the doors in mid-February, 2017. Carl, who's a, a minority owner of the shop and then you had two barbers and no clientele. <laughs> so, so we had to run deals if you had a a school ID from Cal or any of the high schools or whatever. Um, we'll take five bucks off. You come in and get a haircut for 20. Now, our price point with the business plan was doing haircuts for at least 30, 35 bucks. So we took a, a $10 drop um, just to get things going. And so you, you have one person who's an owner, so he, he needs to make money as well. So a lot of the, the money that he's generating from himself, I don't get to see. And then you have two barbers with no clientele with an overhead of at least 4,500 bucks. What were your credit card bills looking like at, at, with, with 60 grand in credit card uh, bills? It, it, it would you vary. you have 0% interest for a little while? For a little while, for 18 months. Oh, uh, awesome, okay. It's That'd supposed be to be uh, 0% interest, but okay. um, on certain cards. So the monthlies, of course, we're making the minimum payments or whatever. So I'm doing all of this out of pocket, by the way, because we're not- uh, So that's different? And the credit right. card bills? And the credit cards. Wow. I think. And I just happen to have saved up enough to cover from February all the way up until July of 17. We didn't really begin to see any profit until August. So mm-hmm. mind you, I'm coming out of, out of pocket, 4,500 bucks every month, and it's digging into my savings account. So the, the good thing was, and I, I thank the creator for this, is that I was able to put money away and save money to be able to cover all those expenses. And it was yeah. really, really tight to the point that, of course, you know, when you're in a partnership um, and you're running a business, that becomes a problem. So Carl and I had to have some difficult and hard conversation as to, look, man, we really need to push these barbers and get it together. But we also had a vision of diversity in the barbershop. I mean, we wanted to, to cater to the demographic over there. So it's Northern California. So it's you have to build an environment to where people are comfortable, understand that you want to put various different barbers and their people that you may know, but if it doesn't fit the vibe of the shop, um, then that's an issue. So mm-hmm. we didn't want to settle and just put people in there that had great cutting ability, but bad or poor attitudes uh, and their energy wow. would mess up things. So energy was yeah. very, very important for us. Wow. And so we, just, we stuck to our guns and built it um, based on cutting ability. Like you, we could teach them how to fade better. We could teach them how to edge up better. Those are things that we can teach, but the things that are innate are people that are positive, people that aren't necessarily short-sighted that can see our long vision for this and we're willing to stick with us. And so the individuals, um, Shane and Juan, that began with us, we, we ensured to take care of the loyal people. And 
we give them a little bit more leeway than we do others because they didn't have to come into levels and say, hey, it's a tough time. We see what's going on. We're going to stick with you. And so um, primarily what I've tried to impress upon call is to be a person of your word. Um, if I say I'm going to do something, I don't care what happens. I'm going to do it. Even if I have to take the loss, I gave you my word. And so even with dealing with the barbers to, to ensure that they're taken care of in a way that that's profitable for them. And then we also begin to see a little bit of profit as well was to stick, whatever, stick to whatever you told them you were going to do. So there were times that he was like, man, I don't know. I said this, but I don't think we can do it. And I said, you can't backtrack. You said it. Once it left your lips to the universe, now you have to do it. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, we just tried to do right by, by everyone. And it was a it was a perfect mix, but yeah, it was some some really dark and uh, difficult times. But the good thing is, I wasn't in California with the high cost of living. I came down south, like I said, to to Montgomery, Alabama, where it's really cheap to live, and I was able to to withstand that initial wave. That's great. That's a great great story. I like that, and um, I also like the fact that you don't just operate on like the numbers. You know, sometimes right. in a, as a business owner you just get fixated on numbers, especially if they're, if they're not, <laughs> if they're not what you want them to be. Mm -hmm. um, stepping back out, outside of the numbers and saying, what is it that I want? What is it? What is my, what, why did I do this in the beginning? Like, what, you know, and just staying, staying true to that, you know? And um, I think that that is a, a lesson inside the lesson, you know, it's like you stay true to why you're doing it and, and what your vision is and it will come to fruition. So is this new spot you're getting, um, are you using credit or you have you made enough money in your business now that you can actually take some from that business to open this new shop? Mm -hmm. How is that going? We can do both. I've made enough, we've made enough money in business to take some from our personal uh, pots and put towards it. Okay. Um, and we also still have the, the credit cards are fully paid off. So we can go back into that and do that. Um, what I don't want to do is affect my credit too much. So I've been looking into getting uh, small business grants. Just have to find one that fits. But if it doesn't fit, like I said, one September is our go date. Mm -hmm. So I have no issue with going into my personal account or using those cards the way before. And, and, you know, and like I said, I was going to invite you to our webinar too. So you can learn a little bit more about building some credit on your EIN instead of using your personal. And then this way, business itself is actually having an actual credit profile. So if you ever decide, you and Carl ever decide that you've, you've built your empire and now you want to release it, that you not only have your businesses and you have the, the income that you're coming from that to show your business is worth, right. uh, but you'd also have strong credit profile that you'd be selling it along with it. So it just right. strengthens everything um, at the at the same time. So we'll, we'll talk about that later. But one of the things is I just created a webinar after this podcast. So you um, you you have multiple businesses though, right? You, I do. I have a. I can't necessarily call it a business. It's a shell of a contracting company. I haven't really okay together just yet. I mean, You're just uh, an entrepreneur all the way around. I, you can ask Karen. Back in what was it, Karen? Uh, July or August of 2015, I said I never wanted to work for anyone again. Um, I experienced a few things in the military I can't say were uh, the best moments. And it's not to speak poorly about anything because the military is great. It, it turned me from a young boy not knowing anything about life to a man that has uh, a few experiences and a crap load of wisdom, knowledge. Understand this, that the universe is always providing. You, know, you just have to be aware of when it's providing for you, even with paths that cross, everybody's carrying a message, everybody's carrying somebody else's blessing or deliverance. It just happened to come in the form of a 
a five foot one uh, person that was from New York named I'm, I'm sorry. Karen Marie I have Beckles. to correct you. I have to correct you. I am five three. Oh. Five three. My my apologies. Yeah. Oh my, those two inches are yeah. important. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So it came in a, in a it came in the form of Karen Marie Beckles, and then it uh, it grew a few inches, and it introduced itself to me as Michelle Mitchell. A few inches. You know, I was just had to pay attention to what was there because if you remember Karen as as we were talking I think I want to start a business and you looked at me you was like I was wondering when it was going to click like you're like you're a smart guy and you're looking short term but I was wondering when it was going to click but I couldn't tell you and so uh, and that's when it clicked um, the object for for people is when you're dealing with death when you're dealing with trying to build wealth you have to find ways to make your money work for you you may have lenders or creditors and they're going to get their money so as long as you make the minimum payment, of course, go over that at times when you're able to um, do so. But you have to pay yourself first. You can't sit back and, and say, hey, well, I'm doing this. I'm an entrepreneur. I own a business. But it doesn't reflect in your account. It doesn't have to reflect in your life because some people are very frugal. But they're going to get their money. You know what I mean? You have to understand that you never had any money in the beginning. They loaned it to you. Find ways to make it work for you and, of course, pay yourself. So that that's what... what Carla and I did. So we're in a better space uh, because we understood that, that portion of it. Yeah. I mean, you, you are really uh, disciplined, right? And um, a lot of people struggle with, uh, uh, with things like that, like young business owners, young entrepreneurs, you know, they're rushing, they're, man, they want it now, they want it now, they want it now. What's some advice that you can give to a young business owner or a young entrepreneur right now as far as being disciplined and um, you know, um, trusting the universe. Like, what is, if you could give, if you could say one thing that would really help someone uh, in their business and as far as uh, using business credit or their own finances, what would it be? Don't make a hasty decision. Don't make an emotional decision. Yes. Try to use as much logic as possible and look at the now and then look at where you'd like to be and understand that your actions right now ultimately determine your future. You know what I mean? So I knew what it is that I wanted to accomplish. I know that this is a, a short-term thing for me. This was a short-term goal to lead to something uh, much grander. I, I did have uh, a decent amount of money at my fingertips just to swipe or to go online. And I, I just didn't want to mess up because, one, I had another person depending on me. So I can't expect Carl to, to be on the up and up with me and to do his portion if I'm going to mess around and do something contrary, you know what I mean? So like I said, it, it's keeping my word. I told him I would do this and I, I would spend this on X, Y, and Z. And that's what I did. And I didn't, I didn't sway from that. So I would say, keep your nose to the grass on and remember what your, what your ultimate goal is. Understand that you'll have short-term milestones to achieving your ultimate goal. Uh, write it down. You know, once you write down the thought, it becomes a goal, then check it off. You know how the, how the brain processes things with accomplishments. If you achieve something, it, it encourages you to want to do something more, to keep pushing. So as we were checking off even items that we were purchasing for the barbershop, we check off that and say, okay, well, we're, we're almost there. And then uh, when it came to even signing the lease and different things like that, you, you want to count those short-term goals because it keeps you motivated. It's almost like when people go to the gym and you see the guy in the spaghetti strap tank tops and you're wondering, like, why are they doing that? It's because when you work the muscle and it's under stress, it becomes defined. And when you see that it's building right, it encourages you to work out more. So it's the same concept uh, 
when you're achieving financial goals and trying to establish your credit. Um, reward yourself. When you do things, tell yourself good job. You know what I mean? Have a celebration, but don't go overboard. You have to do things to keep yourself motivated because it's easy to become complacent. Very easy. You know what I mean? You know, so, I, I really agree. I really agree with you on the whole idea of your, well, two things. I do believe that your life is really the sum of the choices you've made. Right. You know, and if you don't, if, you, if you're so hasty with your choices, your life will reflect that. You know what right. I mean? And when you're more methodical and you're more logical, I think that, the, you know, then, then you're, you have an idea of what tomorrow's going to look like. You might not know exactly, but you know that it's not going to be far to the left or far right. to the right. It's going to be kind of in, in where you think it's going to be because you planned that out. You know, and um, there was another point you made, and I think I lost it. I should have been doing like the attorney was doing. He was just writing notes as we went. Right. it down, right. Yeah, but I think that that was a really huge thing, you know, and just in life in general, not just as an entrepreneur, that we need to think ahead and plan our steps, right? But in life in general, I think people, people find excuses why they can't do something, you know? Right. They are blaming their current situation on everything else and everyone else and not looking at themselves and saying, well, I made all of these choices that brought me to this place where I'm at right now. Right. And for you, you decided that you were going to be an entrepreneur years before you actually started your business, you know, so it's kind of like you planted the seed, you right. know, and then you were looking, you may not have known you were looking, but you were looking for a way to, to bring that into fruition. You were looking for a way like funding, Right. Or an opportunity or Carl for that matter. Right. You know, because as part of you said, ooh, business guy knows what he's doing. This is a right. business I can do. You know, and then you start putting the pieces together and voila, you know, you have a business and it's and it's thriving and that's awesome. So as far as credit is concerned, is there any any things, any pointers that you could talk about? You know, I, like I know you told me how you kind of move the debt from the credit cards to to, to a loan. And so is it okay that you talk about that? Otherwise, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Once I begin to, to look at debt and how uh, creditors look at debt, um, it's almost like, again, we'll compare it to, buy, to, to, to working out. It's almost like body composition, you know, um, 5'8", 179. It would look totally different on a person that was 6'1", 179. So it's all based on body composition. If you can show that, that uh, you're not using over 40% of your, your available credit, then you're still good. I took out personal loans, because I'd, I'd never had personal loans, and I paid off all of the credit cards. So with that registered uh, with the three major credit bureaus, is that, wow, he's paid this off. So my credit score jumped at least like 150 points. Mm -hmm. So I was at like 780 mm -hmm. at, a, at a point in time, maybe up to even 830 out of a possible 850, it jumped. And, and how they looked at it is the personal loan register is different on your credit. I know you can speak to that, that, uh, that tune right there, but. Yeah, um, I'll talk the, about it a little bit later after you finish your thoughts. Yeah, but once all the cars were, were paid off, it shows that, okay, I have $60,000 worth of available credit that I'm not using. I'm using 0% of that. And now I have tens of thousands in the bank now. So I begin to get other offers from, now, now I'm beginning to get offers for business loans to establish business credit. And in the beginning, I wasn't getting that. I would get maybe credit, major credit cards here or there. Um, and the hardest thing for certain people to get is a business loan. You can get a home loan. You can get a, 
personal loan, you can get a car loan and you can get uh, loans for school. But it's, it's more difficult to get a, a business loan. So I didn't want to take no for an answer. And that's what made me max out the credit cards on a business as opposed to doing anything contrary or anything that wasn't conducive to establishing that business. And okay. so now with the personal loans and cleaning that up, again, now I'm being offered more, but I don't necessarily need more at the time. So my credit is A1 right now. The bank account is A1 right now. And the personal loan actually consolidated everything for a lower uh, interest rate and a lower payment. So yeah. to me, it all made sense. Yeah, that was a, an actual brilliant move. The reason why is credit cards are, it's what utilization, so utilization is about 30, 35% of your credit scoring, the credit scoring model, right? So if you're high utilization, meaning you're using 40, 50,000 or 40, 50% or more of your um, revolving credit, which is your credit card um, debt, that you would, um, that your utilization would be high and therefore your credit scores go down. Well, when you moved that debt from, uh, from the rules revolving accounts, mm -hmm. it brought your utilization down to, you know, probably 0% or somewhere around 10% or less, right? Which is huge, right? So that's 30 something percent of your credit scoring model, right? You right. bring the utilization all the way down, boom, your scores jump, jump up. On top of that, you're going to save so much money with, the pers with your personal loan because you're not having that revolving debt, right. that, that, you know, 29, 19.99% every freaking month that they add to your balance. So that was a really great idea. And, um, and then, yeah, so your, is your business now paying that loan off? Yeah. And awesome. this is just, we're providing a, we're providing a service. And the reason, uh, Carl and I initially went with opening a barbershop is because we had to go with something that we felt was of necessity to people. And it worked out very, very well to say the least about it. Fantastic. Karen, do you have any, any other questions for Anthony? I actually do have one more. We've talked about all the great things about business credit. Um, is there anything that you would say was horrible about having business credit? It wasn't a great experience. Um, you know, a lot of people don't know about business credit, so there are many myths. Um, is there anything about business credit you're like, oh, gee, like this one thing that, that – uh, if, if you could eliminate from the equation, you would eliminate, you know. I would say with the route that I took um, with having a company take my credit and send all of my information out to all these different banks and, and, and lenders and then just bring me back a, a buttload of credit cards, I would have eliminated that because I ended up paying them $9,000 to do something I could have done myself because I wasn't able to get a business loan. I would say if you can go and you can get a business loan, that would be the, the most efficient way to go about it, to where it doesn't impact your credit the way it did mine. Because my, like I said, my credit score dropped like maybe 100 points, 110 points, boom, because of everything that went into it. And then I had to pay them $9,000 to drop my credit. So right. that, was, that was something I didn't agree with. I, I kind of had a little bit of heartburn about that in the beginning, but uh, my back's against the wall and I know what I want to achieve. So I had to take you know, those, those lemons that are falling from the street and make some lemonade. Yeah. So if that, that was the most difficult thing to have to pay somebody to do something I could have done myself. Right. That was well, to speak on, to speak on that, that one part, because, um, because we are in that industry and, and, um, it's not as easy as you think those companies that the companies now I'd have never dealt with the company that you worked with, right. but, but each company charges different things to do that. 
Um, and the biggest thing is when what you're paying for is their their ability to know based off of your profile who you who you'd be approved for based off of your profile how much you possibly could get and also knowing how to negotiate after the initial um, credit limit is given to you so there are some benefits in using those companies because you can actually you can actually waste a lot of inquiries and then it'll red flag your whole credit uh, profile and then you might you might have come out of there with one or two cards with like ten thousand dollars you know what I mean? so so i i can i can honestly say you probably if you'd done it yourself probably wouldn't have gotten sixty thousand in the, in your first round you might might have had maybe fifteen thousand maybe um so that's what the money you know that's what you were kind of paying for now i do think you paid too much at the end of the day it worked out in, in your case yeah 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 and it, uh, a good segue to those that don't have amazing credit, like uh, like Mr. Anthony Love Jr. here. You know that that you were able to to do that because you had amazing credit. And of course, you took a hit with that amount of money. Um, I think it's a great segue to the webinar that we do have coming up, which shows people that don't have great personal credit that they can get it on their um, uh, on their business without using Social Security um, number. And it's a little slower process, you know, but you can get there. In the in a, within a year, yeah, within, within a, a year, you know, yeah. and and yeah, and actually, I oh boy, it'd probably be a great thing for Carl for Carl Jackson to do. Probably another way to uh, to fund the next businesses you guys have coming or whatever. I don't know what to say. Uh, do you have any final words about business credit? Everybody's so oh, I don't want business credit, you know, especially you know people in different communities, communities of color, you know, and I would like <clears throat> really like to get it out there for a lot of these these businesses that they're funding everything on their own money and their and their own personal and and like going broke you know you know i'm an energy person too and like you said it is dangerous yeah it's dangerous i'm an energy person too so it's like once you dream it you got to be able to go after it the the universe will give you everything you need to achieve it yeah i got you yeah well thank you so much anthony lowe jr yeah. For um for joining us this morning early and I hope you have a fantastic weekend and I just want to say brother you um, you are an inspiration and I hope that you inspire other people um who li who listen to this podcast and know that they can do it and if there is a will and this is old but there is a will there truly is a way if you believe Absolutely. you can achieve it you know uh, but you have to first you know conceive of the fact that you can actually do it that it can actually be real in your life and I think you're a living testament to that. Yeah. So thank you. I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. Nothing but love and light to yourself, to your your wife, to your baby. Thank you. To, to Karen and her boys, thank to you. everyone. Um, and I appreciate you guys for having me on. And I look forward to seeing you all when I come back out end of August, maybe September to do the, the grand opening for Levels Oakland. So Okay. Levels Oakland. I love all right. it. Yeah. I'm so proud of you and Paul Jackson. Thank you very much. All right. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Make sure you connect with us on our closed Facebook page, Credit Alchemy, where we'll be giving away lots of free stuff, sharing resources, and, of course, answering all your questions. <laughs>